Hello, Monetization Nation. In today's episode, I talk with Mark Schaefer, the author of Marketing Rebellion. What a great book. We're going to talk about why we need human-centered marketing. Mark is a globally recognized author, speaker, podcaster, and business consultant who blogs at Grow, one of the top five marketing blogs in the entire world. He teaches graduate marketing classes at Rutgers University and has written eight best-selling books. Mark's newest book, Cumulative Advantage. His many global clients include Pfizer, Cisco, Dell, Adidas, and the U.S. Air Force. He's been a keynote speaker at prestigious events all over the world. Thank you so much for joining us on this show today, Mark. I'm delighted to be here. Thanks for having me. So can you start off sharing with us something that you are super passionate about? Oh, just about everything. (laughs) I'm a passionate person, I guess. You know, um, right now, uh, I'm passionate about moving people toward a more human-centered framework for for marketing. And I just got off a call a little while ago uh, with an agency who's working with a client of mine. And... uh, and, and, and basically what there's, I was on mute on the Zoom call, but they could see on my face that I was getting a little disturbed because what they were proposing was really spamming customers. And so finally someone said, Mark, you, you look conflicted. <laughs> and I just had to speak up because I think the first thing we need to do in our marketing is to stop doing what people hate. Uh, We need to treat each other like like human beings and treat our customers like we would like to be treated. I mean, it's the simplest philosophy ever, right? And I think that's one of the core reasons why marketing is is sick right now, that we've lost sight of that. And uh, so that's what, what I'm passionate about, just trying to bring some sanity to marketing today. Yeah. And some of those old strategies did kind of work, you know, sure they did, but, but they're not working today. The model has changed and and we have to adapt. We have to be a more human customer centric company. Yeah. Even if, you know, and I think some of the things are even working today, but I think the lesson that I teach in my book is that when we do things that annoy and interrupt customers, the customers rebel and they win. And if you look at what's <laughs> happening in our world today with Apple's new uh, privacy mode that they're going to be implementing, yeah. Google's new announcement that they're not going to let anybody you know, track cookies around the web. And if people try to get around it, Google's going to stop them. Why? This is exactly what I predicted in the book. Exactly. They're responding to the rebellion. Yep. The, the customers are saying, respect us, respect and, our lives, respect our time, respect our privacy. And if you don't, we're going to fight back. And that is exactly what's happening today. And so the companies that are getting ahead of that yes. and realizing we've got to stop doing things that customers hate, we have to market in a new way. Even if it works, it's going to go away. We've got to get ahead of those curves. Yeah. I love how you say getting ahead of the curve. I think that's a really good way to put it because yeah. it's not that that 
that these companies are that are ahead of the curve. It's not that they're just responding to the rebellion. They are trying to position themselves on the right side of the rebellion. They don't want to be the people that the customers are rebelling against. They're taking this action because they want to be part of, they want to be viewed as part of the rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. And it's happening. It really is. And I, I predicted in the book that it would really start to take hold, first of all, with smaller companies, small, medium-sized companies. And the reason is, is because they are more nimble. They, the, they are the, the owners, the founders, they are the face of the brand and they, they're, they're in the trenches. They see what's happening. And it's also going to be led by younger people. There are yeah. lots of examples in the book of very proactive, very effective new ways to market that are being led by people 30 and below because they look around at the ways that we've been advertising and marketing and they just think, why would you do that to somebody? I don't like that. I'm not going to do that. And thank goodness. I mean, this is a time for, for traditional marketers like me to be absolutely humble and to be and to listen to what's going on out there because we're being taught a new way to market and we need to adopt those ways. And eventually the big companies will be doing it too. And I'm also, I'm already seeing some movement in that, in that direction. Okay. Well, I had some other questions I was going to ask you, but I don't think anything is more important than the follow-up question to that statement you just made. So (laughs) what is that new way? What is this marketing rebellion that we're in the middle of right now? Well, I think that, um, you know, I, first of all, I'm going to disagree with Seth Godin. Okay. But first I want to tell you how much I truly, truly admire Seth Godin. Yeah, definitely. Seth, Seth is one of the greatest thinkers of our generation. He is one of the most beautiful writers of our generation. Certainly the leading thought leader in, in, the, in the marketing field. But I do disagree with some things. And I'm sure he disagrees with me too. And one of the things I disagree with, and I actually wrote a blog post about this and had an exchange with him about it. In his book, he says over and over again. Which book that, are you referring to? Um, this is marketing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. He says over and over again that marketing is about changing people. It's about manipulating people. See, he says that word. And I mean, the first couple times I sort of ignored it. And by the fifth time in the book, I thought he's wrong. He's, he's just wrong. And maybe in the seventies and eighties, and maybe even the nineties, it was about changing and manipulating people because people didn't have a choice. But today our customers have the accumulated knowledge of the human race in the palm of their hand. Yeah. They can make really good decisions. They can, they can see reviews, they can see testimonies, they can go down the rabbit hole on any product. And I think today, marketing is not about trying to manipulate people. It's about coming alongside them at their point of need and saying, you know what? We respect you. We respect your intelligence. We respect your privacy. What can we do to help you? How can we help you save money, make money? have a 
more healthy life, a more entertaining life, uh, whatever the, the role of our company and our products might be. How can we help you have a nicer garden? How can we help you uh, feed your children more economically or whatever we're trying to do? So it's not really trying to manipulate people. I, I just think those days are over. I don't want to introduce myself as someone that's trying to manipulate you. I want yeah. to say marketing is about coming alongside you when you need us at the very point, at the very moment, in context, and providing something that's generous and helpful. And that's what we'll be remembered for, by. Yeah, and I actually want to add one thing to that. I I agree 100% with what you said. And, and this is a yes and <laughs> statement. Yeah. Um, I think it's not just something that's helpful. I think with yeah. every dollar and with every hour that our customer has, they are so overloaded. They have a thousand good things they could do with that hour and that yeah. dollar. And yeah. I think providing something helpful or something good is not enough anymore because yeah. there's we're just among a sea of good options. And I yeah. think I think we've got to add to that that we have to we have to identify what they're truly passionate about, what is driving their lives, and and we have to become we have to build our products and our messaging and our services and everything to really help them with the things that are most important to them, or we will never become a priority and we will never differentiate ourselves from, from that sea of, of good options. What are I your think, thoughts on that? I think it's a very keen observation. And I'll give you an example. One of my favorite quotes in the book came from a fellow who I really admire named Fabio Tambosi. At the time he was with Nike, he was one of the brand managers at Nike. He ran many of their promotions during the World Cup. And he said that today, to be a successful brand, you can't just be in a community. You have to be of a community. Yes. What a different mindset. Being in a community is donating money to the United Way. Right. Now let me give you an example of being of the community. Recently in America, we had this crazy unprecedented ice storm that hit the country and we see normally balmy states like texas being shattered by these ice storms and below freezing temperatures my brother was in houston he lost his power his heat his water for 40 hours now there was a big furniture store in texas that did not lose their power and here's what they said if you're cold, come to our store and warm yourself. And they brought in food and they set up a play area for children. And they had more than 500 people a night sleeping overnight on the mattresses in their store. I love it. Now, some people might be thinking, well, what does that have to do with marketing? That is being of the community. That yes. is hard. That is rolling up your sleeves and saying, how do we act like a human being? How do we act like a friend? If our friend is cold, we say, come warm yourself. If your friend is hungry, you say, come and let me feed you. And that is being of the community. And in this, in this era right now, where so many people are suffering, there are so many unmet and underserved needs. We have this opportunity to not only be memorable, but to be legendary. I can guarantee you there's no one in the city of Houston that will ever buy furniture from anyone again other than Mattress Mac. 
And oh, by the way, how did I hear about this story? It was on the front page of the New York Times. Yeah, that's right. Right? You're just good business. You're just acting like a human being. Yes. You 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 don't have to be a marketing wizard. You just have to be a good person. Yeah, what an indictment of our marketing trade over the past hundred years that just being human and treating people well warrants being on the front page of the New York Times. Right. You know, and what's a lot of people, Nathan, have commented to me that the Marketing Rebellion book is, is coming true in the pandemic. The pandemic is accelerating Definitely. a lot of change. And what I talked about in this book is that the companies that get down in the trenches and they roll up their sleeves and they become part of the community, they will thrive, right? And the companies that are wedded to the old ways and advertising agency scripts are gonna become irrelevant. There was a, there was a video on YouTube called all pandemic marketing is the same. And what they did is they cleverly edited all these ads and showed they're all, all these companies, they're using the same music. They're saying the same words. We're with you in these unprecedented <laughs> times. So the people who, are, who can't break through and really have human-centered marketing, they just can't get rid of the old ways they're wedded to these advertising scripts. They're becoming laughing stocks. Yeah. And the companies that are actually doing something uh, that means something to our customers, those will become legendary. Okay. In your book, you talk about the end of control. You mm-hmm. want to explain a little bit about what you mean by that? Well, a brand used to be what we told you. And I've got this little graph in the book that show, it comes from McKinsey amazing research done over 10 years, 200,000 customer journeys they examined across 90 different industries. And what they found is that two thirds of our marketing is occurring without us. Two thirds, a brand used to be what we told you. Today, a brand is what people are telling each other. They're in control, they're defining the message based on their experience with you. Now, what is the brand of Mattress Mac in Houston versus some of these other companies? I had a, uh, a, when when COVID hit last year, in fact, it was exactly one year ago from today, I got COVID. I started having symptoms on March 31st, 2020, I tested positive, right? Was very sick for more than a month, went into this haze, came out of it. My business basically had crashed to, uh, to zero. And I had to, I had to pivot. I had to, had to, uh, had to work in, uh, in different ways. I had to connect to the opportunities and the needs that are present now. I stopped all my marketing content and I realized what is my core competency? How do I help people? I realized I'm a teacher, but the world needs me to teach something different now. How do I help my community? And so I started teaching about how do we handle 
anxiety? How do we handle disorientation? How do we handle this, this, uh, this uncertainty? We don't know what's gonna happen next. We don't know how this is gonna end. And so I basically, these blog posts, my, the traffic on my website doubled. And I took these posts, made them into an ebook. I didn't ask for people's email addresses. Just said, take this, if it can help you. It was called fight to the other side. Here are things that we can do to fight to the other side. Turned that into a speech. Said, if you need someone to give a talk to inspire people at your leadership meetings, here's a new way to think about things. Boom, June, July, August had, had record months. But it's all about really sort of looking at the needs of people right now, coming alongside people at their point of need right now. Yeah, not trying to be the voice and control the messaging, but yeah. allow, allow them to control the messaging. Well, they well. do. We don't really have a choice. Yeah. We don't, I mean, we really, we don't really have a choice. Uh, the, 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 the marketing today requires a new mindset that, okay, so when I was a young guy in business, that two thirds was 90, 10, the other way, at least because we didn't have the internet. We didn't have social media. Yeah. So consumers had no choice. If they wanted to learn about us or engage with us, they had to engage with our ads. Today, it's two thirds. By 2030, it's gonna be 90, 10 the other way. Yeah. So we don't have a choice. We have to understand how do we get invited to that conversation, right? Mattress Mac understands how. Yep. I, you know, I, I, you know, I'm trying, you know, again, I created new content. I gave it away for free. I'm trying to say, what can I do to come alongside you yep. right now? Because there's no value in my content. There's only value when it's seen and shared and to be seen and shared, we have to connect with people in a new way. We can't manipulate them. You can trick people into clicking a link. You can't trick them into loving you. Right. We have to think a new way. Yeah. And, and take that analogy through to like, like marriage. Let's say you tricked someone into marrying you. Oh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> I can't if, wait to hear where you're going with this one. Well, if, if you trick someone, even if you're successful, it, it's not going to work. Right. Our mm -hmm. goal is a long is the long-term lifetime value relationship with that customer. If right. you trick someone into marrying you, yeah. how well is that marriage going to work out? How happy is that yeah. marriage going to be? Let's build on that analogy. So I'm going to change you, right? I'm going to marry you and then I'm going to change you. That's what Seth says marketing is about. It's about changing people. That's not going to work in a marriage. Definitely but not. You, but what you can say is, I respect you. I love you for who you are. And I want to understand you as best as I can so that I can, you know, be part of your life in a meaningful way. I like that analogy. I'll probably <laughs> steal that, use it in a blog post. Yeah, please call do. it my original idea. I'm just fine with that. That's how and, I roll. And, and even more than that, it's not just about accepting them and loving them where they're at. It's, it's like, it's finding value in the uniqueness that they are, right? That mm -hmm. seeing the beauty in what makes them different. An analogy that I give a lot is, is a spice rack, right? If let's say that you only had one spice and, and you were a baker and you could, and you, a chef, and you could only use one spice, right? And all you had was cinnamon. 
And everything you That's baked with. That's the one I would pick, by the way. <laughs> I love cinnamon. And everything you baked with, you could only use cinnamon for. How boring would your, you know, the things that you cooked, they would be awful, right? And, and you'd be so limited. And I think it comes back to when, when we're cinnamon, we look at everybody else and we think that they need to be cinnamon. And, <laughs> and sometimes we just have to step back and say, man, that cayenne pepper can make some really yummy Mexican food, right? Yeah, right, right. And, and um, we need cayenne pepper there as well. And, yeah. and we need to look at our relationships and value the cayenne pepper as well as the cinnamon, as well as the coriander and those other ones, because they all bring value to to that kitchen just like everybody that's different and is not like us brings value to our life so we've got to find beauty in those differences thank you so much mark for sharing your stories and insight with us today here's some of my key takeaways from this episode number one customers won't put up with annoying or manipulative marketing anymore we need to shift to a human-centered approach number two we must treat our customers as humans Think about their needs and build our brand around their passions. Number three, to be part of the community, we need to serve our customers during the good and the bad times. We need to treat them like friends. Number four, two thirds of our marketing is happening without us. Customers control our messaging, especially with the internet. We need to listen to them and join the conversation, but not control it. Now a brand is what people are telling each other. They're in control. Number five, we can't trick our customers into loving us. Like a marriage, long-term relationships with customers will only work when there is respect, love, and understanding. To learn more about or connect with Mark, you can connect with him on LinkedIn, visit his website at businessesgrow.com, or check out his book, marketingrebellion.com. And you can find links to each of these sites at the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. Do you want to be a better digital monetizer? Then please follow these channels to receive free digital monetization content. Number one, you can download the free Passion Marketing ebook at passionmarketing.com. Number two, you can subscribe to the Monetization Nation podcast. Number three, how can we shift our marketing to be more human-centered? Please join our private Monetization Nation Facebook group and share your insights with other digital monetizers. And number four, do you need help with your digital monetization strategy? Then please visit monetizationpartners.com to schedule a free consultation. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I wish you success in your human-centered marketing. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.